welcome back to the Elise Delucci Show, episode 57. We're here in my apartment on the Upper East Side. How are you doing? How was your weekend? I'm good. It's colder than I thought. It's, I, I'm, I don't even know. One day it's warm, one day it's cold. I, I dropped my kids off for school this morning. It was freezing. They're like, Mommy, why did you put us in our raincoats? I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it's April. <laughs> anyway, back to the dang. Broccoli is the only vegetable that's also a flower. Did you know that? The crown head of the blo- the broccoli pl- the broccoli pl- the crown head of the broccoli plant <laughs> the crown head of the broccoli plant it's also a flower. So the whole plant it's not a fruit or a flower. It's actually considered it's in the mustard family. It's a green edible plant in the mustard family, but that that crown that top it's a flower. So this morning I woke up, my Victoria's Secret underwear ripped in half. This is the third time this has happened to me. I, you know, obviously the company's bankrupt. I'm sure, I'm sure some company's going to buy them out and, uh, you know, put them back together. But, and a lot of the stores, by the way, the Victoria's Secret stores closed around New York. But I buy my underwear from there, you know. I don't know where you buy your underwear. But, you know, they have like those 5 for 30 or they used to be 5 for 25 but I buy my underwear there, these thong underwear. They're flat. They're stretchy. They don't, you know, they don't show lines. They don't have any tags or seams. They're, ni- they're, ve- they're nice. They're good. They're good for when you're wearing a fitted pants. The problem is that the fabric, it just ri- it literally just ripped in half. There I am. I'm walking. My whole, the whole front of the underwear just tore in half. Now, I'm sure I should be using one of these lingerie bags or not put them in the dryer. But this is the this is this is not the first time this has happened to me with their underwear. Another time was the same fabric. I think another time before that was the same fabric. And that I mean, you'd think I learned the lesson, right? But the thing is, is that they're good. You don't see the lines. The other um, the other thing with the Victoria's Secret underwear, another style, is their thongs, the the lace thongs. They just get holes in them. They just get holes in them. They. Uh, my friend's like, Elise, don't put them in the dryer. I'm like, I know. You know, the thing is, is that when I'm doing laundry, okay, for all of us, like, I'm a, li- I'm a little stressed. I'm a little stressed. Anyway. Oh, the worst news. The worst news, my babysitter has COVID. Yeah. It's, ugh. And she's older. She's in her 70s. So, you know, it's not a good situation. She's actually been sick for a few weeks now. It's been difficult. I mean, luckily for uh, my ex and I, we hadn't seen her for a few weeks beforehand because I had the kids and he had the kids and, you know, and, and she, I don't know how she got it, but she, she did get it and she called us and told us. And, um, so we weren't exposed, thankfully, and the kids weren't exposed, but she does have it. So obviously we told her, you know, stay home, rest, let us know how you're doing. And, uh, and, you know, we're still paying her of, of course, but it's, uh, it's so hard. And, you know, this is just, I, I, I mean, I've said this before. I mean, and I know for you, too. It's just the never-ending. It's, it's just this is a never-ending shit show. It's the never-ending shit show. I mean, she's in her 70s. I hope that she's, uh, she, she recovers soon. She did get the first vaccine. She got the first um, Moderna vaccine. And she, uh, you know, but she still, she still got it. She still got it. But, you know, you don't have that full protection. And, um... You know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if she got it by coming on the subway and the buses to have to get to our house or something like that because, you know, she she lives out in Queens and, you know, we're on the Upper East Side and that's how she has to get here. And if, if I didn't have to go back to my office, you know, every other week, then we probably would have told her just stay home until 
most of the people are, are vaxxed or whatever, and we would have continued to do what we did in the beginning of the pandemic, which I had the kids one week, my ex had them another week, and we just didn't we just didn't have her come because it just didn't it just didn't make any sense. So um, we didn't want to put her at risk commuting, and you know she doesn't drive or anything. So that's that news, and uh, so I, I'm sad that that happened to her, and I hope that she gets better soon. I know that she will. She's a strong woman, but selfishly, of course, for me and my ex, we're just like, oh my god, no help, and of course, you know, stand up started to open back up. So. Just when I would really need a babysitter. My kids are so attached to her, you know. I did have a, another, I had a couple babysitters here and there. And, uh, oh, you know, over the years. But my daughters, they had just attached her. Anytime a new babysitter comes in, they would say, Mommy, Mommy, we, we don't like her. And, and, you know, of course, I get it. I get it because my nanny, my babysitter, has been with us since my eldest daughter's three months old. And she's like their grandmother. She's like their grandmother. My ex's mother lives in Wales. My mother lives out in New Jersey, which and she lives like you know almost two hours away. So it's not realistic for them to help. Oy, oy, oy. Speaking of the vaccine, don't you think it's so funny? There, I feel like there's different tiers of the vaccine. Everybody I know, most, I say most people I know got the uh, Moderna vaccine. Then there's, I feel like the one step above it though, like the couture version of the, Moderna is like the, the, the everyday people vaccine. Then there's the Pfizer vaccine, the Pfizer vax, and that, that seems almost couture because nobody seems to get sick after that second shot. My boyfriend just had his second shot of the Pfizer vaccine. He didn't get sick. He's like, oh, my arm helped, helped hurt a little bit, but nothing. Anybody I know that got the layperson's vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, which is what I got the first one so far. They, they, the second time they get the shot, they, you know, they're sick in bed for a whole week. And I was saying that the 1% vax was like the J&J shot, but now I feel like I have to peel back on that idea because people are getting, people are getting COVID after they got that. That was my thought. That was my thought. It was Moderna for the regular people, uh, Pfizer, the Couture vaccine, and J&J was for the 1%. But now, now my, that idea is foiled that people are getting sick after the Johnson & Johnson. You know, I was reading an article in the New York Times the other day, and uh, it was—I was, I was going to mention this later on, but it, it, it fits in—it fits in well here. The article's so good. It's um, let me see if I have the name written down. It, I don't even actually do I even know the name. Basically, the, it was a huge piece in the New York Times, and it says, "Can we go back to life after? Can we go back to how we were before?" And you know, as we look at life ahead of the pandemic, people are all wondering, how is our life going to be different? Can we go back to what we did before? Can we still do the things that we did? Um, work the same jobs in the same capacities that we did? And it's a really good article, and I recommend you reading it. It came out in early uh, April, and you can find it on the New York Times website. But let me tell you something. I, I've said this before. I don't know if we could go back. I mean, for me personally, I've said this. Working from home has been such a game changer for me. Now, I've always, I've always worked in digital. I've always worked on the web. So I've always had the flexibility of working from home my entire career. I've been working about 18 years now. I've always had that flexibility working from home. This is the first job. This is one of the, this job that I have right now is one of the first jobs that just did not, when, you know, from when I started, did not say, they did not say you could work from home, which is strange to me because, again, I work on the web. But... You have a boss, you work for a company, they set the rules, 
da-da-da. If I wanted to set the own rules, my own rules, I'd have to have my own company, right? So fine. But, th- but having said that, it made it all the more... Uh, all the more desirable to the thought of working from home at this place because again like I've never been able I haven't been able to do it here and then now I have and I don't want I don't want to go back and I think I've said this before and I think a lot of people said this the thought of having I'm having lunch and dinner and and breakfast with my kids some of the days and you know sure I mean don't get me wrong the homeschooling is a terror it's an absolute horror but I'm never gonna get this time back with my kids so to think for the last 13 months I've been able to you know, every few days or every other week, whatever it's been, depending on if they're work home, if they're doing their school from home, or if I am, um, if I'm working from home. But basically, for the last thirteen months, last thirteen months plus, I have had some days where I'm having breakfast, lunch, dinner with the kids. I'm seeing them play. I'm seeing them learn new things, and I'm and it's just re- I'm realizing this is life. Life is precious. I don't want to miss this stuff anymore. Right? So anyway, for me, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back. Do I have a choice? Who knows? But in the Times article, they have all these really good quotes. So uh, about just just the everyday people that are just saying, like one woman from Virginia, she was saying, I don't skip, I don't now, nowadays, I don't skip walks with my husband just because I'm tired. You know, she realizes how precious they are. Another woman um, from Michigan, she says she know in this time, she knows she's becoming someone different. And just all throughout, you know, all, all, all throughout the articles, just these quotes of regular people talking about how, how they're changing or how they feel in the moment that they're changing. One woman from Georgia, I wrote it down, and uh, and I love this. She said, I'm not going to try to be polite anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully become a less behaved, less likable, ballsier, more outspoken, more dangerous woman. And all these rules I had followed, these rules will not save me. This is a woman, Eileen Mello from Marietta, Georgia. And you know what? I love that. Why should you go around being polite? I mean, well, you know, polite, obviously, common decency. But you know what I mean? I know what you mean, Eileen. You want to just go around and just be who you are and show up in the world and give it the best you got. And if people like you, fine. If they don't, they don't. Uh, that sort of has always been my motto. But you know what? What are you doing? You're living by all these, these, these unspoken social graces, these unspoken, these unspoken rules. Why? Life is so short. And I think the overall theme of this whole article in the Times was how life is short. The, uh, one woman... Which is which? Also, I found interesting. She said, um, she was from California. She said, she her. Well, I could read you the quote. She said, "I completely lost interest in traveling. I think most about wanting to have friends over in our home. For me, looking forward is all about making my deep roots here even deeper. You know, um, going away. Obviously, is, you know, scientifically speaking, if you plan a vacation and you go away, they say that it's, uh, it gives you something to look forward to and, you know, it makes you happier and all that stuff. And I agree. And I know that for me, that's the effect it has on me. But so many people would plan a vacation or plan a trip and they would think that once they get there, that's what's going to be happy. That's what's going to, you know, that's what's going to give them more happiness. Or once they acquire a certain thing, that's going to make them happier. Or once they, you know, uh, save money for a timeshare, that's what's going to make you happy. Is it though? Or is it, is it, is it making that, is it making your, your day-to-day life richer? 
so I get I I just loved this article. I just totally recommend it. I am um, the date I think it was published was April fifth, twenty twenty one, in the New York Times. Can we go back to what life was like before the pandemic? Definitely check it out. Um, it's just it's just interesting. It's really interesting. When I went down to Florida, you know, and obviously I was in Florida last week with my family, and I had a great time. And I came back from Florida, and I thought to myself, you know, I would love to be able to. Um, if, if, if I should afford to be able to one day buy a little condo down there and have this little place that I could just jump on a plane and go with my kids and make memories. And you know what? The idea of going, and I was saying this to my mother, and she's like, everywhere you go, you want to buy a place. And I said, yes, of course I want to do that. Of course, that, that, I love that idea. But I said, but, but at the end of the day, I could, I could go and I could plan trips. If I want to plan trips to this island, that island, this city, that whatever, fine. And if I could afford to do it, great. But if I pick one spot, one inexpensive spot, and I buy a little place, we can build a little life there, and they can have a little memories there, and we could pass down the place to them, or they could have it when they're older. Like, I just, that, and that has changed for me. That, 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 that be, has become a real, a very real idea. Yes, in the past, have I gone to places and thought, oh my God, let me look at that, you know, the second you get to a place. Isn't that funny? The second you get to a place, at least for me, I'd be looking on Zillow. Oh yeah! Oh oh! Ooh, Fiji! Ooh, let's see what's you know for sale here. But but it became um, this pandemic for me when I went to Florida. I was like, okay, I really do want to. This would be nice to find a little second place with my kids, make memories in. And by the way, of course, I've always had my eye on Long Island. Just saying, like you know, out in the Hamptons, the Norfolk, those prices ridiculous. So I'm not even considering that. I, I like Florida. The weather's nice. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of Florida, when I was there. You know, I said I did some. Uh, I, I I did some stand up. I opened for Mike Marino, which who's he's a very very funny Italian American comic. He's been doing stand up for thirty years, and he's just a complete pro. I've only been doing stand up for four years, so um, and you, let me tell you, those four years, they, it is tough. It is tough, and he's been doing it for thirty years. This is his life. He is a stand up through and through. Um, I I have come into stand up. Uh, I, I, a little later, I think, in life than he had found it. Um, but he's also about 20 years older than me. But, man, he is so good. And the feeling of being back on stage was such a great feeling. A little, you know, definitely unnerving. Definitely unnerving. You know, I've been on stage here and there at other places. I've done outdoor shows. But indoors, people, you know, the eyes looking at you. <laughs> You're on stage with your material, your stick, and... uh you know, and it's weird with the mic, you know, sometimes the clubs are giving you a separate, a fresh mic when you're, you know, because of COVID. Sometimes they're, when you get on the stage, they're putting a little, uh, almost like a little shower cap cover on top of the mic head to keep it sanitary. So there's all these little nuances you have to get used to, but it felt good. It definitely felt good. I, uh, I have some, some shows, little, little, little shows here and there, nothing, nothing big, nothing to write home about, but, uh, just little tiny spots around the city that I'm just going to be, you know, going up of five minutes here, seven minutes here. And that's really just to, it's almost practice for us comics. You know, when I first started comedy, um, I would go, oh my God, there's this place downtown, Otto Shrunken Head. It was a dive bar, or it still is, it's a dive bar on 14th Street and Avenue C. And almost every day I would go there in the afternoon for a mic, you know, I'd leave work, whatever I was doing. I mean, well, you should take a lunch break. You take a lunch break at work. I, if I didn't take a lunch break, I'm going to leave to, you know, do whatever I need to do in the afternoon for an hour. Nobody needs to know. 
but I'd go down to Otto Shrunken Head and there would be, you know, me and like 15 other guy comics in the, 15 comics in the room, and they were all men, I was the only woman, you know, in in sort of the back room of Otto Shrunken Head, what a dump, but they had a little stage, and you know, all these comics, they were great, they're they're all crazy, but they're great, me included, crazy. But it was so fun. But it was just a real grind. It was a real grind. Getting on the stage in, the, in this dumpy dive bar in the, the, the bowels of Manhattan. And you're trying to find your voice and run material and re- read things out that you've rehearsed. Or just have stream of consciousness thoughts and see if you can turn things into jokes. It's really, it's really, really hard. It's a lot harder. Uh, it's way harder than it looks. But that's like everything else, right? The, the, the great comics make it just look so damn easy. They just make it look so damn easy. I found a new word this week. I don't know if you know this word. I know I'm late to the game here. This is a sex word. So if there's if you if this is loud, you know, you got to lower it. Okay, this this I'm almost embarrassed to say this. This word cuckold. Do you know what this word is? Cuckold. This word came up in a conversation with my girlfriend and she said I'm dating this guy, Lise, and uh, and he's a cuckold. And I said, a what? And a cuckold? I said, I don't, I don't know what this is, like a cuckoo? And she said, no. She said, don't you, like, watch porn or anything? And I was like, nah, not really, but, like, I don't know. Like, let me Google it. I, 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 I learned something new. It, the, here's the definition of a cuckold. A man who is willing, who, a man who willingly encourages his wife to sleep with other people because it brings him pleasure. Specifically, the other people are other men. So I was like, well, I don't understand. Is that is that because the guy is bisexual or is he gay and that, you know, and he's has a wife or a girlfriend and he wants the the woman to sleep with other guys because that's a turn on. And, and and she's like, no, there's two, there's two sides of it. This is what she told me. So there's two sides of it. The one side is um the, the, the one side of it is a, a, an alpha male. A cuckold could be an alpha male. And he, he, he likes, what turns him on is the control. What turns him on is to be in the bedroom with uh, his wife or a girlfriend and another man and to be able to have direct control on telling that other man how to please the wife, what to do, how to do it, or... And or, I should say, he wants to be so much in control, he wants to say to his wife, I want you to go get that guy over there in the bar. Or I want to, he wants to have a say in who, who she's going to bring home. There's this one, that's one side of it. The other side, the other side of the, the, the people being cut colds is that they enjoy, these men, they enjoy humiliation, degradation at, at, at the expense of the wife. So they, they, they want to see basically their wife, you know, being tossed around like a big, like a big slutty hooker. I, I, I said, I, I don't know if I like this so much. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how you, how do you feel about this? I'm curious to know how you feel about this. I get it. I get it, I guess, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of different fantasies out there, but you know, I've heard of men fantasizing about women being with other women, but a man fantasizing about the wife be or the girlfriend being with a, another man. Nah, I don't know how I feel about that so much. I think it's like maybe a little strange. I mean, you know, to reach their own, but if he wants to watch you doing the do with another man, I mean, I don't know. 
Now, there's another friend there. Then, then some of my friends are like, well, she's like, since she didn't know what that word means, at least she's like, there's another term, and it's the bull. I said, the bull, it's the bull. And she said, the bull is the guy that gets chosen to come into the relationship. So basically the bull is like he walks in like a bull and just has this no strings attached sex with some with with somebody and, and or a couple that's just eager eager and willing eager and willing. So if you're a cuckold, I guess you go out there. You go <laughs> you go out there and you just find yourself uh, if you're a bull, you, well, I just said, no, if you're a bull, you just sit out in a bar maybe and you wait for a cuckold guy to come over and approach you with a wife. I, you know, I don't even know how this shit works. I think the whole thing is a little crazy. If you want to be sleeping with other people, why don't you just have an open relationship? How about that? How about that? I mean, do you really need to watch? If you're the guy, if you're a guy, said to my friend, if you're like the husband, if you're a boyfriend, like, why do you need to watch? Doesn't that also make you feel a little shkivats? Like, you want to see, like, the woman that you're with sleeping with another person? I mean, really? I don't, you know, I would I would not want to see my boyfriend or my husband sleeping with another woman. I would be crazy. I would be like, what the hell are you doing? Get off of her. And I would be crazy probably with the woman. I wouldn't want, it brings me no pleasure whatsoever. No pleasure on the pleasure spectrum whatsoever. I was in Walmart the other day and I saw a Milani lip liner that I loved. You know, I love that brand Milani. I don't know when they're going to pay attention to me. I actually sent them a note and I was just like, oh, I was like, you know, I talk about your lip liners all the time. I was like, just an FYI. But anyway, I saw this, um, I, I, I was in the, I was in the Walmart. I saw a Milani lip liner. It was the retractable. It was so good. It was, uh, it, it's, so usually I use the pencil with the sharpener, but I don't always have a sharpener. So I got this retractable, um, lip liner, Milani lip liner, and all natural, and it's good. It's lighter than the all natural pencil for whatever reason. So Milani makes an all natural colored pencil. They make the all natural colored retractable. The retractable all natural is nice. It's literally just like lined your lips. If you want to make your lips look bigger, I, you know, but not being obvious bigger, the Milani all natural, all natural lip liner retractable pen was good. I recommend on the product review note, oh, God. So a few weeks ago, well, maybe a few months ago now, I, you know, I went hiking and I bought these uh, hiking pants. They were imitation Lululemon pants. Somebody told me about them, the brand, uh, from Amazon. The brand was Crazy Yoga, C-R-Z, Crazy Yoga. Like, that's how you spell it. And they were great. They were great. They were great pants, and they, they, they I wouldn't think they were anything other than Lululemon. And they were a direct copy. Even the label looks alike. But... I was sent, telling a friend because she wanted to get sort of like these parachute-ish pants. I mean, how 80s of that is me. You want to get parachute pants? I don't even think if young people know the, what parachute pants are. But anyway, she said, oh, my God, Elise, I know that brand. Crazy Yoga makes leggings that are just like the Lululemon Align leggings. So I've said this also before. Lululemon makes Align leggings, the, the, the style, which I love. But the leggings, they're $98. They're expensive. Crazy Yoga they make an exact copy of the Align leggings, and I just bought them. Let me tell you what they're called. Crazy Yoga Women's Naked Feeling High Waist Yoga Tight Pants 7 eighths Workout Leggings. So, like, you know, Lululemon has that 7 eighths length, which is not like, it does the 7 eighths length come, like, right above your ankle bone. Anyway, these leggings, they're great. They're, I think they're, like, $25 or $29. Here's the best part. Um... The sizing, 
So I ordered a medium. I'm usually a medium in, in just things. I'm a medium. So I am pants. So I ordered a medium, except bathing suits. Sometimes I'm a large. You know, I got a little junk in the trunk. But so I got a medium. The medium came, and I would say that the medium is probably like maybe the equivalent to a 10 to size 10 to 12, maybe an 8 to 10. I actually returned them and got a small. How good is that? So I think that if you get these, try these crazy yoga, women's naked, feeling high waist yoga pants, seven eighths, get, go, go do a size down. You know, I could do both and just return. I mean, Amazon returns are so easy. But I got, I got the small and I was like, how good is it? How good is it when you get to buy, when you get to buy an item of clothing? And the size runs just a little big, so you get to get the smaller, the smaller size. Psychologically, it's a brilliant marketing concept. New York and Co. was fabulous at that, you know. Yeah, but that's it. Crazy yoga. I love. I, I love them. I have them on right now. I actually the ones that I I bought were the twenty five inch ones, the twenty five inch leggings. Those are the capri style. So I'm wearing them right now. I have the crazy yogas on capri style. That, so that's the twenty five inch, and I bought them in um, Luna Gray which is a light, light gray. It's cute. It's a very cute look. I like it. It's a cute look. It's not a dark gray. And, you know, I, I w- was interested in maybe getting a white color for the summer. Not that I need, not that I need to be wearing white and un- with what underwear underneath. Uh, God knows because all of my underwear from Victoria's Secret just ripped. Um, but the lunar gray is cute. I recommend. Quote of the day, Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, Keep going. If you're going through hell, keep going. I have that on a magnet on my fridge, quotable magnets. I love those magnets. You know, they sell them in the bookstores or whatever. And it's and it, the magnet is great. It, and I every time I open the fridge, it just reminds me. I love it. And the mag the the the, the this quote it's it's in a circle. You know, if you're going through hell, keep going. And the words are in a circle. So great. Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you before I go. I don't know if you've watched the show Modern Love on. Netflix, but I, I watched it. So Modern Love on Netflix, I totally recommend it if you have not seen it. I, so it came out, I think, in 2018 or 2019. I watched it then, but I just started to rewatch it over the weekend. And it's just fabulous. Modern Love is a, a, a column, a famous column in the New York Times, um, just about modern love relationships. And uh, there was a guy, John Carney, who took the idea of the column and wrote and directed the show on Netflix. And it's just, I think there's eight episodes of the show. None of them are connected. And all, each episode's 30 minutes. And all it does is it just talks, it's like documentary style almost, based on a true story. But obviously it's fictionalized, but it's uh, but it feels like documentary style. And it's just about couples in New York and the modern types of love, someone who who you know who slept with who and who had a baby by themselves or not had a baby by themselves and how they choose to raise the child or um, you know, a date or another episode is with that Anne Hathaway is in this third episode is so good. Um, and it's about being a bipolar woman and dating and the struggles that she has dating and finding a new relationship. It's, it's, it feels very sex in the city ish. It feel, but it's very fresh. It's very real. It's very modern. Nothing about it is traditional. Eight episodes, modern love, totally recommend if you're looking for something fast to watch or something that you don't want to have to get sucked in. I, I love it. If you do see it, let me know what you think. Anyway, 
That is all for the Elise DeLucci Show today, episode 57. As always, thank you for listening. And if you don't mind dropping me a review on Apple Podcasts, I would totally appreciate, as usual. I'll talk to you on episode 58. I do have some good news. If you are in the Nevada, Las Vegas area, but I will share that with you on the next episode. Anywho, I hope you have a great day or a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. (music) 